Mads Eckhart, the show where we celebrate creativity in commerce. This season is all about welcoming entrepreneurs and founders who are doing really innovative things in e-commerce, the types of stores and platforms that are unlike anything else you've seen. And this brand is no exception. Today we have Orion Brown of Black Travel Box on the show to tell us all about globe trotting with kinky and coily hair and her incredible TSA-friendly products that make it possible for black folks to travel in style. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. I am glad you're here. So Black Travel Box was started in 2017, mm -hmm. and I presume it came from your own need, but tell us just the story of founding the company. Yes, it, it definitely came from a need. I spent about 15 years, 16 years at that point in corporate, and I took all my vacation. My five weeks, when I hit five weeks, I knew I had made it in life. <laughs> and um, I was on a trip to Japan in particular, and had completely planned out an amazing wash and go. I had a lot more hair and I had, you know, started that first day wash and go, knew that I, I had one little bottle of conditioner for the mid trip mm. refresh and I was good. And we landed in Tokyo and Tokyo is like mid Atlantic, you know, sure. DC in the spring, very mild, cherry blossoms, beautiful. And then decided to hop over to Okinawa, which is like the armpit of Satan, Atlanta hot. Like yeah. the second we got off the flight, the heat hit it and I was like, my skin is sweaty, my hair is sweaty. I went full fro and just like freaked out. And I was kind of done for the rest of the trip. And it was one of those things that I was like, there's got to be products that I can take. And you were done because you couldn't just walk into like a local beauty shop or walk into like a local, you know, CVS and get a product that worked for you. Or at the hotel. I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton during that trip. I'm not that much of a baller, but I stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> and even that stuff, I was like, this is not, this not isn't working. Work. It's not working. And um, you know, that can be a really trippy experience. Now, mind you, I was in Japan, so I understood we have a very different customer base in general in the beauty market there. So I expected that much, but being in Okinawa in particular, there's a lot of US bases. So I went mm -hmm. to commissaries. I actually did some commissary hopping because I was like, I'm sure I could find something. Lies, mm. lies. Then the PERT plus three and one is not going to happen. <laughs> but sorry, we just can't do that. I mean, so. the travel products that exist in general, not yeah. just for black folks, but for anybody. Yeah. It is a pretty slim pickings kind of situation yes. in terms of getting TSA friendly travel products. And I want to emphasize this point because I think a lot of folks don't understand this. When you stay at a hotel, even the nicest hotels in the world like Ritz-Carlton, mm -hmm. they have a series of products in the shower that are for a very specific type of person. Can you just help people understand <laughs> what yeah. that is and why it doesn't work for most non-white folk in general? I, I would argue that it doesn't actually work that great for white folk either. But in terms of the product, it's a minimum viable product. People know mm -hmm. the MVP now because tech talks about it, right? Yes. But that's basically what it is. They took the product that they could take. Typically, the price point is under a dollar for what you're getting. Um, and they're using the bare minimum on ingredients. If you see some of the stuff that's like a little bit more fancy branded, it's they're throwing in extra fragrance. And so what happens is there's things like lotions that will leave a white film on skin that mm. isn't, you know, lightly melanated. Mm -hmm. And so those films are just fillers and things to make it feel like it's lotion. It wears off in a few and then you're stuck with this just, you know, kind of film on the skin. The same thing with the shampoos. They're just rough detergents. And so when you're talking about hair that's curly, curly coily or textured, um, that is an immediate opportunity for breakage, for damage, for frizzing. 
uh, I used a shampoo once in a hotel out of desperation because I had gone diving and my hair matted. Like mm. I thought I was going to have to cut it out. And so it's, it's an experience that one, no one really likes, but particularly for women of color, it can be very, very damaging, not just an inconvenience. And then beyond that, I always point people to the Crown Act where it's now it's now today illegal in 40 states to discriminate based off of hair, but we have 50 in our, in our union. So yeah. um, it's a big deal. Black women's hair is pretty political. And so it's really important that we have the, the ability and the flexibility to use products that we know are gonna work and so that we can present ourselves in the way we want to. Well, and it, it really speaks to me about this idea of, we live in a travel world that's very one size fits all. Yeah. Uh, you know, it literally is everybody's bag must fit in this overhead bin. Everybody has to have this number of bags when they get on the plane, regardless of if you have children or if you're a plus size person or mm -hmm. if you have a family or a disability. Yep. The, we live in a very one size fits all sort of approach to travel. And yet when it really gets down to it, nothing else in our life, literally nothing else in our life, it's like customize everything, optionality Custom, for yeah. everything. Everybody's a unicorn, everybody should get what they want. And then we get on an airplane to go on fabulous vacations or to go on a business trip and suddenly it's very routinized. And I think with your product, it's really a rebellion against that. It's saying, oh, definitely. absolutely not. We are not all one size fits all. <laughs> And in fact, let's make it so that you can have a better travel experience. So how did you actually then start making these products? For me, a lot of it was just like, I'm super excited. Let me go see what I can learn how to do, like what goes into formulation, et cetera. And I have a, you know, a fairly strong science background, like educationally. So I get, got started and the internet is an amazing place. Sure. Um, Google University, A. <laughs> um, and so that's how I got started playing with it. The reason why that actually ended up being a formulation on the market was going out to manufacturers and getting notices that we don't do things for Afro kinky hair. Oh, interesting. And so I was like, well, I do. <laughs> so I just, I, I kept going with it. And the big thing for me that was like an aha moment when I started out and I was just kind of imagining what the brand would be and what the product should be, I would just <laughs> interview people as well as I did surveys and all of that. But the things that I was hearing, people were going through hoops that I had never heard before. They're like, oh no, I got it, here's what you do. So when you get the bottle, then you, you, get, you take another bottle and then you rinse the bottle, but then you take a, a, you know, a thing and you put it in here and then you pour it, but you don't wanna pour it too far, so you gotta tap it a couple times. So then you gotta rinse off the top, but then you put a plastic thing over it and then you put a top on it, then you put another plastic thing over it, then you put it in the bag and then you're ready to. And I'm like, you did all that for one bottle, for two, not even two ounces of a product? Yeah. Whereas, you know, a bar, you, TSA is not gonna ask anything, it's not gonna spill on your clothes. I can't tell you how many shirts, how many blouses I thought I was gonna be cute on a trip. Mm -mm. Something liquid hit it and it's a wrap, right? Yeah. So just creating products that not only get through TSA, but are actually travel friendly, travel ready, meant for out of home use, and then inclusive in the formulation was really the core of how I built the brand. And then you say, all right, first product, time to go. Was it the full set or was it just one? Yeah, the very first thing I created was the body balm. And then the conditioner bar was, was the second one sort of in in the lineup and that took a lot more research mm. and going through and really understanding the ingredients that are out there and in, in the products that are on the market and then thinking about well what don't i want and i started to really pull back 
income to like a, this bare minimum. I want to make sure that it's conditioning, that it's great for my skin, that it's great for my scalp and my hair. How do I build off of that? And now how do I make it look like and smell like a thing that I would want to actually use? What was the first aha moment of, oh, people really want this? My first customer, I had never promoted the site. I don't even know how they found us. I was like, oh crap, I have to figure out how to like mail a package now because I wasn't ready. <laughs> it was up, but it wasn't, you know, I, That's I wasn't. Amazing. It was, it was so random and it was, I was like, oh crap, I guess I have to so do So your this first properly. customer wasn't a friend, which is normally how it goes. No, I had no idea who this person was. I was like, who, who are you and why are you, why are you harassing me? That's special. Uh, it was cool. But that was like the first time that I really realized that like there's an interest here beyond me just kind of going, there's a problem in the marketplace. How is it that press has played a role in helping you scale this business? I think press has, for me, done what I think a lot of e-com marketers talk about in terms of like prepping your um, your audience to to purchase, right? So a lot of people will create a lot of content and things that explain what the brand and the business is. If they're running ads, they'll put a little wedge between the actual you know, buy box and landing page, mm-hmm. and they'll create maybe some type of uh, listicle or something, an article that helps under, helps people understand what it is. PR does it all at once mm-hmm. because PR is founder story. PR is what's the product, what's the problem. PR is beautiful shots of the product. Um, and so bringing all of those together into something that's entertaining and sort of um, outside of the quote unquote funnel I think really puts audiences at ease so that they can just ingest, learn, and build interest. And then you, you know, you make sure your link is in there. Yeah. And they come through. And when I tell you they convert three to four times higher than any other traffic at any given point, like they're just because they already know, understand us, they're a fan of us, they're a fan of me, oddly. Mm-hmm. And not oddly, I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but that's a really great thing to have, to have people who are already sort of bought in conceptually before they even get to the product. Sure. And then they can be surprised and delighted by the product. The press strategy has really worked because you've been everywhere. Condé Nast <laughs> Traveler, Essence, Travel and Leisure. I mean, when I did a Google News search for Black Travel Box, it was pages. Tell us about the day you wake up to a Beyonce moment. Oh, yeah. In 2021, Beyonce dropped her Black Parade album. And with that, she created a page on her website, the Black Parade Route. And what she had done is worked with Zarina Akers, who did like all of her amazing like costuming and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they curated a site of Black-owned brands within... It was not only beauty, there was art, there was all kinds of stuff, accessories. And so they created this site. I did not know this because I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) So I wake up one morning and I get a DM into the Black Travel Box page that's like, click here, oh my God, I can't believe it. And I was like, that is fake. I'm sure this is fake. I'm not clicking on it. I don't need any cooties on my phone. Let's not do this. Okay. Um, And it took a couple, I started, I kept getting them and I was like, this is clearly spam, but someone actually messaged me personally, so like texted me personally, that I knew and verified as a human being. Like I'm over here, human spy detector, like are you a bot? Um, And they were like, this is so amazing. How did you get that to happen? Like what did you do? And I was like, I don't know. I I don't know. I clicked on it and saw we were the one of the first 12 brands, 12 beauty brands on there. And my face is on Beyonce's website. Like that's, it was just incredible. And what did that do for sales? Um, I have, wait, let me tell you, the traffic alone was 
kind of stupid. I mean, it was one of those things that I have pop up specifically for Beyonce fans. We're now two years later. Sure. And those pop ups are still getting. Yeah. Yeah. They're still coming. Um, So that was really, really amazing. And I think it gave a lot of great street cred. And then to go back to the PR, I think that was a point at which I I must have been on a few local news programs here Mm. um, when that happened. Simply because they were like, Beyonce has endorsed this local beauty brand. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Let's talk about FAIR because I didn't know you were on FAIR. Yeah. FAIR is a B2B network that allows e-commerce retailers to sell their products to mom and pop shops across the globe so that they have a distribution of their products to physical retail. And it allows those small retail shops to get really curated selections of products. Yes. Really accurate, great. Yes. They buy the products directly from you. So give us a sense of the kinds of stores that are purchasing wholesale from you, your products to put on their shelves. From an internal strategy perspective, we're focusing just on North America, primarily US. Supply chain is insane. Getting a package to Canada is like 30 bucks for under a pound, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, but that being said, the types of folks that are approaching us are really more boutiques. We have, I would say, two types of customers. Boutique shops that have fairly robust beauty sections mm. uh, and um, essentially curated box type companies. What is the future of Black Travel Box? Oh my gosh, besides taking over the world? I mean, um, I'm going all over the world. Going all over the world. Our immediate future and what we're focusing in on right now is hospitality. So what better way to get people excited about the products rather than to tell them about it, letting them experience it. So like I said, we have partnerships within the hospitality space that's coming up this year. We're really excited to get into hotels, both in room as well as sort of boutique and sundry shops. Um, But to me, I'm really excited about the opportunity for people to sample the product real time, to have more options in their hoteling experience, and to really get to know Black Travel Box like intimately at the point of need. So that's what we're focusing in on right now. This year on Add to Cart, we're doing something a little different. We are trying to help e-commerce stores who are just getting started Mm -hmm. by saying, what are three things that you need to check out for your business Mm -hmm. in order to be successful? And I'm hearing three things that made your story so successful and continue to make your story so successful. Let's see if you agree. I think e-commerce sellers need to check out press, spending the time to pitch the press and tell a great story. I hear you saying you need to check out relationships with platforms like FAIR so you can get great distribution in a B2B way. And I hear you saying, you got to be authentic. You got to be the real deal and you got to be culturally relevant. Would you say that those are three things to check out? I think that that totally makes sense. And I think the cultural relevancy thing is something that is beyond sort of like race and ethnicity. If you're a surf wax company, you better know surfing and Mm -hmm. make it real authentic so that people know that you get the culture of what that looks like. I don't personally know that culture, but somebody does and they can do some amazing things within that that community. It's a superpower to be able to speak to your customers from a place of real knowledge. Yes, yes. Orion, like your name, you are a star. 
So thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing every bit of your knowledge with our awesome viewers. If you learned anything from Orion today, please subscribe to this channel so that you can learn from founders like her and all the other founders in the Suna family. And of course, Orion, we want to give you a chance to promote your business. So look at that camera over there and tell the people where they can learn more about Black Travel Box. Awesome. You can find Black Travel Box online at blacktravelbox.com and at Black Travel Box on all the social platforms. Also, do me a favor, go to Macy's.com, check us out there. The more we sell on Macy's.com, the closer we get to getting in store and I need you to help me. So I'm really excited. Hopefully we'll see you guys soon and we'll be able to bring you into the Black Travel Box family.